Yo, hello, how are you doing? Welcome to your Auntie Scoot Never episode 115. I'm Auntie AK and I'm here with Auntie Farah, Auntie Nana, and Auntie Sade. Hello, hello, my aunties. How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Good. Good, good. good. I'm uh, back from my holiday, back at work now. It's been a bit intense today, can't I? But it's all good. I'm having technical difficulties today, but <laughs> but I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. It's been a busy old day. Nice weekend, chilling out. The weather did a number on me today because I thought it was going to be quite nice. And then it was like a hurricane storm. It's been a crazy day, but just thankful that I'm here to be with you guys because you're definitely helping me not think about shit in life. So I'm great. I'm very grateful for you guys, totally. Yay, baby. We're grateful for you too. Um, yeah, I had a productive day, got through my admin, which is, I've been, a, I've been not avoiding, but it's been a bit overwhelming and I've managed to get through quite a lot today, which I'm very, very happy about. Um, yeah, but we'll get on to the rest of the, rest of the stuff of the stuff of the stuff as we go through the show. Hi, everybody. How's everybody watching? This is your auntie's good never, as you know, it's a podcast and a YouTube show and everything, a visual delight of aunties that are cool, who are informative, who love you and give you the best advice, the best conversation, the best discussions anywhere. I've got, I was going to say, Auntie Farah, warm us up, kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my G. So in honour of Mr. Sean Coombs, Puffy, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, Papa did a pop. Diddy love. 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 I, I, if I've missed one. Brother love. Brother love. Happy. In, in honour of him receiving his Lifetime Achievement Award at the BET Awards, which held, which took place last night, I thought we'd do a little Diddy game. Okay. Okay? Yeah. You mean Diddy game or Diddy game? <laughs> I don't get the joke. No, but, okay. Diddy <laughs> or Diddy? Okay. Okay. Those who can hear, but P. Diddy is the CEO and founder of what company? Revolt. Entertainment. Revolt. Are we, are we beeping or? I think you just call it out. You just call it out. Yeah. I think I thought that is Auntie Nana. Well, I was going to say that, but I did the Isn't he he the CEO and thinking of Revolt as well? But it's record company, I said. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear that. Because someone was speaking. Someone was doing brah rap Well, you didn't give us the rules. I didn't fucking know. But last week, this is what we did. You lot just called it out. So I thought that's what we was doing. I mean, the rules change every week. The week before we had... No, the games change. But not the same game. The rules change, but the game stays the same. Anywho. This is one that you should know, Monty AK. I'm going to give you four options, right? Okay. When is Diddy's birthday? The first of September. Fucking hell. Well, you told me to shout it out. All right, Scorpio. I didn't even know it was in November. (laughs) No. Did I? No. I didn't know. Which area did Diddy live in before moving to Mount Vernon, New York? Detroit. Harlem, Queens, Brooklyn, or Harlem? That's Auntie Shade. Harlem. Says Harlem World. Because Harlem boys or something, I can't remember. Is Diddy, this is a true or false, is Diddy an only child? True or false? True, true, true. 
Auntie Shardy. Who's that? Really Gallagher first, no? Huh? What did you I say? Thought, I thought he was an only child. He has a sister. Oh. Okay. I'm going to pretend like I knew it was a guess. <laughs> Which university did Diddy go to? Howard. Auntie AK. Oh. Well but didn't he get kicked out? He's not out. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Fine. Diddy has two sons. Are they called? Well, two of Diddy's sons, should I say? Yeah. yeah. Are their names Sean Jr. and Justin, Christopher? And John or Christian and Justin. That one, that one. Christian and Justin. I said it first, the last one. No, you said that, that one. one. I said, no, I said the last one. I said I said no, Christian and Justin. Okay, that's gonna go to Auntie AK. No, man. No, no, she was blatantly lost. I was not lost. I wasn't. All right, okay, right. Because I'm not sure, I'm gonna do a bonus question. Are you ready? Okay. Wait, let me get the bonus question. Because I knew you girls couldn't flip in compete fairly. I mean, one moment. Okay. (laughs) So, what were the only two recording artists on the, uh, who were, sorry, who were the only two recording artists on the Bad Boy label in the beginning? B.I.G. and G. Depp. B.I.G. and Mace. Craig Mack. And B.I.G. Craig, Craig. and B.I.G. Craig. That was Auntie Nana. Craig. I went Craig and then she That finished. was Auntie Nana. And this right. the end of that round. Because he sucked all his powers, isn't it? <laughs> so at the end of that round, we have Auntie Sade and Auntie Nana in joint second place. And Auntie AK, for the first time ever, wins. I don't what? even believe that. I don't. How? <laughs> and you know what's funny? I spelled out Nas. <laughs> I think one of those points is mine. <laughs> That's I swear she got two points too. <laughs> I'm, not even contesting. It's all right. I'm not contesting it. I'm just anyway. When I when you when, was even surprised yourself, don't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I was surprised. Right? I wrote it down. I don't understand why you're not surprised. Like I don't have rings. <laughs> but you don't tend to use them in these quizzes. Yeah, I don't like to you just made a joke about Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I won. Got it, got it. The Is there team. anybody we want to welcome to the family this week, collectively? No. No, I'd like <laughs> to welcome everybody. Done. You would like to who? I was going to say I'd like to welcome... Megan the Stallion, because I've really freaking enjoyed her last I we, We've had her already. Yeah. Have we? We've oh, had well. we've had her. All right. Well, she's. Have we? Gets another. Where we had her last year. Oh, that's someone I'd put in. Okay. All right. So not her then. I, I really can't I think of anybody. Kenny Ken, King Ken. We haven't had him before. Yeah, his performance was great at Grattenbury, and he made a point about what's going on in the madness today. I mean, I feel like I want to give him welcome him in a, a one more welcoming way. Did you think that it was blasphemous, though? Well, I, I thought that I people would think that it's blasphemous, yeah. but yeah. Jesus was not the only person who was persecuted on the cross with yeah. that on his head. So there were others. There were others. Okay. 
So I do know that. I don't think that that's what what he's saying though. He did say, you know, he made some Jesus. iconography is for Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was saying was Jesus because he was referencing Jesus, but he didn't say yeah. he was Jesus. Yeah, he's not saying I'm Jesus. But so definitely Christian. not like Kanye. Not like Kanye. He says I'm Jesus. He says Jesus. <laughs> I am a God. He, he doesn't I, ever say Jesus. I, I say I am a God. He says I'm a God. I say that all the time too. We are all Jesus to we me. We are so. gods, man. If, yeah. if you're to believe the Bible, you know Jesus. We, we're the same. Son of God. We're the children of God. So, so. Um, not blasphemous. <laughs> I don't think it's blasphemous. It's no more blasphemous than Madonna. Shall we invite God to the family <laughs> while we're here on this page? I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> so, I would assume the aunties are going to welcome God to the family. The, uh, I would assume God is already God is already yeah. here, man. God, welcome to the family, God, for being God. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Right, <laughs> guys, if you're watching this madness that we call your aunties, could never see what you get with us. Don't forget to leave your reviews. Don't cuss us for being blasphemous either on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're all over most listening platforms. Leave your comments and share, share, share wherever you can. We're also on Patreon. <clears throat> Please don't forget to sign up. We have three tiers. You can make your choice. Join our Patreon family because what we're trying to build is a big old family house. So, lovely aunties community a big old aunties family our patreon is patreon.com forward slash your aunties could never excuse my throat now moving on to what have you heard so where we get into the popular news and culture of the day and i'm sure it take comes as no surprise no surprise no surprise that we'll be talking about the recent ruling in america that has overturned the roe v wade case which now means that States in America can just make a decision whether abortions are legal or not. So I do want to issue a trigger warning for anyone who finds this topic sensitive or upsetting. We will be talking about it right now. So please feel free to do something else. We're just navigating this as four black women who are totally shocked by this news. But yeah, we're just going to explore it. But please bear in mind what we're going to talk about is quite sensitive. So guys, I guess I'll do a quick, as quick as I can, overview of what has happened. So... The US Supreme Court, I'm getting this from bbc.co.uk, has opened the door for individual states to ban or severely restrict the ability for pregnant women to get abortions. And it's everyone's talking about Roe v. Wade. And in 1973, the case was that Roe versus Wade, Jane Roe, the name given to the plaintiff at the time, who argued about the rights to getting an abortion. And the, the court ruled in 1973 that pregnant women were entitled to an abortion during the first three months of their pregnancy, while allowing for legal restrictions and bans in the second and third trimester. Now, the US Supreme Court has overturned that earlier ruling, effectively making it possible for states to ban abortions earlier than 12 weeks. It does, it does not mean, however, that they will become automatically illegal but individual state, across the US, but individual states will now be allowed to decide if and how to allow, allow abortions. So that's the first thing we can, like, you know, guys, obviously we heard the news, how do you feel initially? What were your thoughts when you heard it? And then we'll take it from there. Okay. Okay. So I think I got an alert on my phone that this had been overruled. And I was initially like, wow, because the, you know, when they, there was that leak 
that this was on the table, this was an agenda and it was leaked and everybody was up in arms. I think maybe that was like two months ago, maybe a little less. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it had gone away. So I was slightly shocked that, oh, wow, they really have overruled it. But I had seen a TED talk at the beginning of the year from a lady actually like saying this is definitely going to take place within a year. So at that point, loads of the comments were like, I can't see how it could happen this soon. I think she's way off. And then, you know, looking back at it now, it's like there's more people that were like, well, she called it. It's like spot on. Yeah, when you go back over the evidence, we can see how this would happen. So I was slightly more, I, I wasn't so emotional about it, actually. I think maybe I was seeing it very pragmatically and I am generally for the decentralization of governments anyway. So in lots of ways, apart from it being abortion, that states are able to select what happens in their state. I, I am in for, I'm for that generally. So not necessarily that this has been overturned, but that they can pick what they want to do. I'm for that. So I wasn't really that emotional about it, actually. I think my emotions are more how this is going to affect Black families and Black people and Black, black babies that are born in the South and how they're going to be looked after that's more where my emotions lie. What's America going to do? Because we can't trust America to do the right thing by its people. That's my first thoughts. I think I am still shocked, but not shocked. Not I'm shocked, but not surprised, if that kind of makes sense. I'm shocked because it's such a massive step back in human rights and the rights of women. I feel like it's almost like we're going back to the dark ages and the repercussions that it can have for so many other laws, you know, and uh, human rights cases. So, you know, a lot of the senators were coming out now and they're saying they want it to be reviewed birth control. They want it to be reviewed segregation. They want gay marriages to be reviewed, same, same sex civil partnerships, ad adoption, all these other things they want to be reviewed. And it's almost like America... <laughs> wants to make itself out to be the most civilized and forward country in the whole entire world and they criticize other countries with policies not similar to this because there's only about four other countries in the world that do what they've just done and it's not the ones that you would think either but they criticize you know women not being able to vote or go to school or drive a car or just stuff like that, or just dictatorship in general across the world. But they're doing this. I, it, it just saddens me that people don't understand the devastation that can be caused because of this. And it's like you said, Auntie Nana, they're all for protecting the fetus and they're all for pro-life. But what they're not doing is protecting the fetuses that are then children. You know, it was only the other day that 19 children died in a school as a result of guns being easily available. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to change those laws. They, you know, they keep spouting this shit about the right to bear arms. And I heard someone say today, I should have the right to bear arms and also the right to have a birthday. Like, fuck off, innit? 
Like children should have a right to live in an environment where they're not going to go to school, face poverty and be fucking killed by white supremacist maniacs who probably forced their parents into having them. It's just, I just don't like any rule where you don't have autonomy on your own fucking body. I just don't think that that should be something that somebody else has a right to dictate to you. I'm about pro-choice. That's what I'm about. Because the thing is, like, there's so many people that are going to be affected by this. There might be people who, you know, it's, it's detrimental to their mental health to have a, to carry out a pregnancy. Because some of these states are saying, oh, if it immediately if it immediately puts the mother in danger, then they can, in those cases, they can have an abortion. But if the woman has been raped or violated, yeah, and her mental health is at jeopardy, and she might, if forced to go through with something, do herself some physical harm or become a really bad, resentful, awful, disgusting parent. Mm. That's okay, you know? That, that They're being forced to have these children. And I just think that they're so, you know, and they're saying, oh, in some cases, you've got six weeks. Now, we all know that that's not enough time because by the time you miss your period, technically, according to how it's done, you're like four weeks late. So then you've got like two weeks to make an informed decision in some of these places. It's just, it just makes me sad. And I just wonder, I really, really wonder what is going to be next for women. What's going to be next? If you're doing this, if you fucking cunts are making these decisions, what is next? There's people I've heard on the radio today, like from Americans that live in this country. And they said that they were considering going back home but they now are not considering going back home because they do not know if their female children will be safe. That is a fucking sad state of affairs. In the 21st century, that is a sad state of affairs when they're not even putting in policies to protect the children that are born, to feed the children that are born, to clothe the children that are born, to give the children that are born the medical attention that they may require and to give them a fucking education. They're not doing any of that. Yo. Yeah, yeah, definitely all of that. I think this had hit me like pretty hard, to be honest, because I don't know, maybe I'm just overly sensitive in some aspects, but like, I just think like as women, you know, we're, we're constantly kind of like constantly fighting to like just be treated equally. Do you know what I mean? So it's just... It, it just feels like it's we've just gone back well not even back if this feels like it could be worse than what was before that's what it feels like to me and i i just don't i i just i i just don't agree with it at, like just at all do you know what i mean i'm pro choice i just don't think that you know using because you know religious reasons were cited in in order like that it was used like Christianity was used to justify this and it's just insane <laughs> it's, it's insane to do that in a country that's not 
you know, do you know what I mean? Like it, it's full of immigrants from all over the world who believe lots of different things and it shouldn't come into like, I just don't think politics should decide what happens with a woman's body, like at all kind of thing. And it's just like the states that have, that have already changed access to abortions, they, they seem to be Republican states. So they're making this into a political issue when it shouldn't be. And underlining, uh, underlining all of this, it's, it, it does seem like it is something that we've talked about before, you know, which is, and I think there was one woman that made a, a speech at a Trump rally and she kind of slipped up, you know, and she, you know, was saying that, oh, she's grateful this has happened because to protect a, a white life. Yeah. You know? And that's what it seems like. This is the thing that kind of has been bubbling, you know, that the birth rates of white people are declining and they want to do everything they can to increase them. And one of the, I think, what is it, 60% of abortions obtained in the US are from white women. And No, 34%. Oh, I thought it was 60% as well. Yeah, some people was... I actually looked through three different sites. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were all at 34%. So, but it's the highest anyway. And the problem, the problem that, that... It's just, it's just so, it's just so problematic to use this as a way, as like basically using fear as a way to advance your, 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 your race, essentially, kind of thing, and pretending that you're not doing that. I, I'm, I'm just really, it's really even hard to put into words. Honestly. But anyway, I, think I, I just didn't think, think I liked acting. I just didn't think you could do it as a real job. If someone plays on. It's not mine. Was that? that was from last week. That's what I was looking around on my thing, like, where? I haven't touched my phone. Me too, and I was like, I'm on mute. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I wasn't on mute. Yeah, so my, I, I just think it's just, it's just been really difficult to like process this and like really kind of like articulate like how I'm feeling. I mean, I don't have personal experience here. It's not even, that's just not even my experience, but I know people who have. And to think that, you know, if this happened maybe 20 years ago, that they would have been forced to make a decision, potentially been forced to make a decision that they didn't want to. Like, I just, do you know what I mean? I, I shudder to think, like, really and truly. And this is, this is literally going to be the reality for women in America. And then also, like, if, if they do this, like, who's next? Do you know what I mean? Like... At the end of the day, that the, the the they say or this theory is because the birth rates are so low, low for white people, they're going to be the minority, and this is a way for them to then become the majority again and stay the majority. But through such like kind of like barbaric kind of means, really and truly, and like, I it doesn't feel at the moment that that is a, a an immediate threat here in the UK because we are a very small, as in black people, we're a very small amount of the population. But who knows? Do you know what I mean? Like, who, who actually knows, like, what's going to happen? And then, yeah, just, I just, I, I really don't know. And this, this idea of, like, this force dominance in the most... The thing is, they don't like their own people. I think I've said this before, <laughs> like, they don't like their own people. It's mad. It's actually mad that they would do this to their own women. 
and then women will still continue to support them. I I, I just I I'm I'm probably waffling, but yeah, I'm just shocked still. I don't know. I I had a, I was looking at I I was thinking about how it would happen over here because I think UK does its thing like it copies America in its own way in its own time and though we don't have the, the same government or a governmental setup in an article in the Independent it was pondered like what would ha- what does it mean for the UK and they said that J- Jacob Rees-Mogg as we all know we can't well collectively talk about him and his nonsense prominent, for those who don't know, he's a prominent Tory frontbencher, Conservative Party frontbencher. He opposes a bit, or sorry, he opposes abortion and he's he's been quoted as saying it's morally indefensible. And it goes on to say, even after a woman has been raped. And the current culture secretary, Nadine Dorries, has repeatedly called for the time limit for abortions to be cut from 24 weeks to 20 and attempted to amend the law in 2011 to strip abortion providers of their role in counselling. And she also wanted to introduce a 10-day cooling-off period before termination. So, and then they went, the person, the the journalist in this article said they went on to speak to the independent-specific legal team to find out what would need to happen for this to occur in the UK. Because as we know, sorry, let me just go back. In England, Scotland and Wales, we have the Abortion Act of 1967, meaning you can legally have an abortion at up to 23 weeks and six days of pregnancy. Terminations have been legal in Northern Ireland since 2019, but full services have not yet been centrally commissioned. So far, the law protects women, but there's still the possibility that Parliament could change it. So in speaking to the independence legal team, the most striking difference between Britain and the UK is that here, Parliament has full control. In this country, the overriding principle is that Parliament is supreme. Parliament can do whatever Parliament collectively wants. The courts do not have the power to overrule legislation, but in the US it's completely different. Mm -hmm. But the British Supreme Court, on the other hand, does not have the same powers as, okay, as I said, as the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. It can't say the Abortion Act of 1967 was wrong. The only way that the law can be repealed is if if Parliament wants to repeal it. And for that to happen, a political party, and in our case, it would be the Conservatives, Mm-hmm. have to take it up as a pressing concern and make it part of the manifesto. It would be treated as any other proposal. The party would just need to get enough votes to make it happen. So though we're not there and we don't have like well, a... That's a question, but wouldn't yeah. it be like when they do all laws, it's not just their party, it would have to be in parliament, yeah. wouldn't it? It would have to be a vote across the board. A so, majority uh, yeah, of so parliament. So, so similarly, where we're saying it could not happen, if someone gets a bee in their bonnet and the right people align with that story, it could happen here. And I'm not to say it's not to scaremonger, but we have been sleepwalking into further dictatorship. Like we, the people in the West have definitely been blindsided and been sold a happy lie that we're free, we have democracy. And over the past couple of decades, it's, our democracy has been eroded. We've got Boris Johnson talking about he wants to be president, I mean, prime minister up in, into the 2030s. And considering all the stuff that he's done, he has not, Anyone else, so far we've had people either ousted or they've stepped down. This man has not stepped down and he's not been ousted. We're, we're shuffling towards an American kind of way of living as well. So I just don't think we can say that it's, it's just America. I don't think we can underestimate the right over here either and the conservatives as well. It might not be done in the same way, but we are still in line for something similar to happen. And what everyone else said, I, I, I think we need a better conversation about family planning for sure, but we need an overall conversation and it doesn't begin and end with banning access 
to a service that people need. And it's, it's a service that we need until we understand better, we need it at this point. And the regulation of women's bodies, I am vehement, vehemently against. And it is all always on us. I mean, I saw someone flip it and I've said the same thing. Let's issue reversible vasectomies to 18 year olds. How about that 18 year old guys? How about that? And that would never come into play. But the yeah. fact that we have such, it's always on us, even getting the male pill sorted out is a problem. And these laws, and as they're saying, as they're exploring, as this law comes into play, regarding state to state, but it starts to infringe on your rights and starts to look at contraception. Some states might have regulations on certain contraceptions. And if they are panicking about their numbers, they're going to start putting restrictions on contraception potentially and things like that. It's not so much restrictions. What they're trying to do is make it so that you have to, it has to be government. Exactly. So whatever the case is, Contraception. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's still a restriction, isn't it? It's something yeah, no, that, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just yeah, just the hurdles that it takes to get simple over-the-counter prescriptions. Your and you know they're also saying delete your period apps. If you you know those who use your apps, your apps tracking your period. If you register, oh, I might be pregnant. That could be used against you in court in extreme measures. And there's so many things that we take for granted. That's just helping our lives better. Like imagine I'm monitoring my period, and then that, that could be used against me. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. a lot. I, I'm. There's there's a there's a lot of things that are going through my mind. I think one of the biggest parts to this that I'm very aware of is the bombarding us of fear wholesale after we've just it's like it's it's nonstop hitting everybody with a new thing to kind of panic about. So you had the pandemic, and when we talk about body autonomy, that was a crosshairs for everybody. There was those that were like, you can't have body autonomy when we could be, we could, we could catch COVID from you. So you need to take the vaccine. I think there's such moral stances that when it sits with you who you are, it's easy to sway either way. And that to me is very similar with abortion. There are people morally who were like, life begins at conception. And so as I see it, doesn't matter who it is, is carrying that life there's life in there and that life deserves to be protected. And in that way, there are others that are like, you should do what you have to do to protect yourself so that you protect me. We're losing our own will for our body autonomy and it's been enforced constantly on us that we're in this all together for, for the betterment of this thought process that somebody has and it has nothing to do with ourselves. I'm definitely in favour of us really collectively having a set consciousness that my body is my body and I should do with it as I will because I'm here on this earth and not go through governmental restrictions but that's not how it goes for everybody and it's like so where where do where do we actually move forward with this because we're under governments aren't we it's like this is how it is so it's either we accept that the governments are are there ruling us or we go totally the other way and we really do self-govern. I don't think you can expect governments to have morality in any way, shape or form. But I think it literally should be on ourselves. But there are loads of people that believe in voting, but then talk about body autonomy. To me, the two, I can't see how you can have the same thought processes. I think it's because there's, it's so hard to navigate what we've what rule we've been under. So it's like you have to kind of use the tools that are provided for us to kind of figure out how to navigate that because we, we're in a it's go full rebel 
underground rebel and just get yourself off the grid and to, to those extremes, which is difficult because as humans, I think we've, I can't remember who we were talking to, whether it was you or someone else, we are hypocrites, we're walking hypocrites, isn't it? There's so many things that make sense in one way and don't make sense another way. And it's really hard to have black and white ideals about anything and everything. So you can only navigate the best way you can. I don't know, because at this point, the, 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 as it stands, there are a bunch of states who are now saying, they have little tweaks, whether, you know, a lot of the states are either saying blanket, you can't have an abortion after a certain time or whatever before a certain time, after a certain time, whether it's because whether your life is in danger, they might make a caveat if your life's in danger for incest, for rape and stuff like that. There's little moves, but there's states that are saying that this, these people cannot have abortions in our state. So what do you do? The best thing at this present time in the immediacy, the urgency is turn out and possibly vote. It sounds nonsense. Because, I mean, in America, the Democrats have not got a strong candidate at all. Biden's not the one, which we all knew. But we see, we're seen as a lesser evil from Trump. But we knew that he didn't have any kind but of power. turning out and voting, again, isn't down to voting for one particular man. because it's And this is why these laws get passed. Because it's not just the person sitting in the chair. It's all these other fuckers that make up the numbers. Yeah, That's it's the problem. Yeah. Just, like it is, just like it is here. It's not necessarily down to one person. But just to, just to up. I was just going to say, just to get the uh, get get those parties in the majority, because we've got so many. Because that's why they got the filibustering, and they got the house is divided, and you've got a leaning towards conservatives in the house, and you've got Democrats. And then the, when you get to pull things for, put things forward, then they've got loggerheads because someone's pushing against the decision. So it's like getting the house majority, even though this decision just to, before you go on far up, it was two Democrats. Who or was it? Two right-leaning Democrats or moderate Democrats that didn't that didn't make the deciding vote. I think there's something I read. I'm, I'll get the facts, but I think I swear that it was like because the two Democrats in particular who were kind of right-leaning, they allowed this to kind of usher through because there's some decisions they want to make about was it getting rid of the filibuster and things like that. Decisions that they could make to give the de Democrats more power in the step in the Senate, they didn't agree with it, and so now they're in, they're at they're at a deficit when it comes to numbers. So anyway, sorry, Auntie Farah, go on. I can't remember what I was going to say, but I think that what something that you've got to remember is that the states and what they're doing now, uh, uh, criminalising it, people are going to end up, you know, you could be serving 10 years for aiding someone having an abortion. <laughs> and what's disgusting is that people who, the person, let's say someone gets raped, and I'm going to say that because that, is like the worst extreme, isn't it? So I'm just saying, I'm putting, that's like, you've got no choice from start to finish, right? But if someone is raped and then they get pregnant and then they choose to have an abortion, they could face criminal charges under like homicide. And if someone helps them, they could also face, face criminal charges. Their sentence could be more than the person who raped them. That is fucking insanity. It's where, just where is that? I have not. I, I've been reading about this so much, and yeah. literally, I have it... in almost all of the states where they're saying this could like, like they're going like, to make it illegal. Yeah, it is like the circumstance. Like the exceptions are incest, rape. I I think the thing with rape is I think they're they're stipulating. You know, because you can say you've been raped, but I think there there's some type of 
shadiness around there. But That's it hasn't weird. been that rape has been removed. It's like incest, rape, or danger to the mother's life. Because the thing about rape as well, you've got to remember, like sometimes it could take years for the, the, the case to even be seen. So if someone if someone's been raped, no, not, and a pregnant, not a conviction. Mm -hmm. I think it's not a conviction. It's not on that. It's not. A, it's not a, a conviction on the rape is going to allow it. I think it's. Uh, I think there's some type of evidence that needs to be extrapolated. But then what's the evidence? Because how I many don't know, times? But I'm saying it's no, no, not I know. Been, I'm just saying. But what's the removed. evidence then? Because there's so many times that women don't go forward because they have to prove that they've been fucking raped. So what does a woman have to do to prove that she's been raped in these circumstances then in order for her to be granted a fucking abortion on her own body? I don't know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, people keep reminding the rape and it's like it's actually in there as an exception as well. So it's like we're going over. It's not on every state. By the yeah. way, not every state is... Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it is. Different there are some states that are just like, you can't have an abortion. Yeah. I don't. I you, can have an ectotic, you can have an ectotic, ectopic pregnancy yeah. and need an abortion. Right. You can have a miscarriage and your body doesn't, doesn't, you know, the, does, um, that's not, that's, 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 the majority. I really want us to be clear on that though, because the that's all the DNC. There are states. Majority, that let, have let, listen, listen, sorry, sorry. Let me let me just say this quickly. If I can get very quickly, the majority. I think all the states have, are do, issuing this law. I think every single one of them says to say exceptions to save the life of the mother. However, places like the only except sorry the only exception is to save the life of the mother. So Wisconsin doesn't say anything else. Somewhere, somewhere like Wyoming is saying their exceptions to save the life or prevent severe physical harm to the mother or in cases of rape or incest. Wisconsin doesn't add that. Tennessee hasn't added that. South Dakota hasn't added that. Missouri hasn't added that. Kentucky hasn't added that. Ohio, Texas, Oklahoma, Michigan, Louisiana, Arkansas, Arkansas, sorry, and Alabama. All those states I mentioned have not added in document cases of rape or incest. There's only a few of those states in that particular moment have said that rape and incest are, are included in their exceptions. Other states are not. So it's not blanket. I'm not saying that it's blanket. I'm talking about the exceptions to the rules that are out there. So using rape as an ex as this is what could happen when then you named, I think I, I counted to 11. So there's actually 41 other states that you, they, they are not offering that at this moment. That's where I'm like, that's what I don't want to feed into. I'm like, there's so much fear out there in the world as it is going forward when we keep on perpetuating that this is they, they are extreme circumstances. And I do think we need to be aware of the world that we're in. And if I was in America and the, this is what's going on, oh my God. there's a lot of shit that's out there. It's like move somewhere but else. One, not one person should have to deal with that. Not one. It doesn't matter what state they live in. They should not have to deal with it. Not it's, one. But it's Absolutely what it is. Not. You can't really diminish the fear because that's what it is. For yeah. that one person who goes through that experience, that's fear for them. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's anyone. not for millions, though. It's the thing is, though, that doesn't matter. It shouldn't though. happen at all to any that's woman true. at all. Sometimes, I think, sometimes I think that you're right when you say there's fear mongering. But sometimes I think that people need to be fucking aware of the shit that is going on. Because if you live in one of those 11 states that Auntie AK just mentioned, and you're pregnant, and you're 
you could be young or old, it doesn't matter. But if you're pregnant and you don't want to have that, you don't want to carry on with that pregnancy, it might not be as simple as, oh, I'm just going to move somewhere else. Right. I've already said that they are making it law in a lot of these places that if you are aided and abetted to having a fucking abortion, you could be done, for, you could be good face criminal charges. If you're 14 and you've been I, raped I, I, and I you're, totally 14, you're 14 and you're in fucking Kentucky and you've been raped, yeah? And Kentucky are saying your life is not at danger. What are you gonna do? What are you going to do? And it should not be to down to the state. You can't. What if you can't go somewhere else? Fucking place. Is, is, that 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 part of, is that not a part of body autonomy, though? It's like we're conflating two different things. This is your body. This is this is literally my body, my person. I need to know what is going on in the place where I live. This is the world that we live in. I think it's it's all well and good. And I absolutely understand people being passionate about it and being like, this is out of order. The world is full of fucking shit that is out of order. We have to all wise up collectively, see what's happening and move accordingly. We can't moan about it. It literally is like we need to move. I'm way more fearful of the black people that are there in the South who are gonna be subject to this agenda that has nothing to do with black bodies. They're not going to be cared for by the state. You have to wise up. What, what was happening back in the day when people were migrating from the South and they were going North for their safety? We're going back there again. You need to leave. It's just there are points complaining about these people doing something for you to me is the most insane thing to do. To be talking to old white men to rule fairly is insane. We've been doing it for 500 years. When are we all going to collectively be like, you know what? How many times do they need to show off their hands before we believe them? But you know what? Auntie AK said something very, very profound when you were talking about what's happening in this country and could it happen here, yeah? We have all been sleeping through this progression of dictatorship, right? Now, the reason why I think that this information needs to be put out there, and I don't think that it's fear-mongering, I think that it's facts being told to women who need to be informed of what's happening in the country where they reside. Because we've seen that the fucking, it can turn. Just like that, it can turn. Who's to say that next year, the states that are saying that it's legal at the moment, don't turn around and change those laws. It can happen. You know, this is a 50 year old ruling that they've just changed. So these things can happen. So I think people need to stay informed. And if you don't stay informed and your head's in the sand and you're not paying attention to what's going around you, you have to be informed. I agree with you there. You definitely have to be informed. And sometimes, a little fear is what people need to fucking motivate them to change and do all these things that you're saying. Because it has so, like I said in the beginning, this has so many different repercussions and not just to women, to just human fucking rights. And as, as for it happening in this country, I believe that it's, it's a possibility. You've got Boris and his minions talk, trying to send people out of this country and trying to get rid of their human rights. Saying, oh, well, we don't want to talk about the European human rights. A, a whole foundation that was built off of the Nazi war and fucking saying that they, we, this will never happen again. So we're going to put this in place. And everyone has to, everyone has to stick to this shit. Now look what's happening. When they're ready, when it suits their own platforms, they're ready to change shit. So everyone needs to be informed. Everyone needs to know what's going on. Everyone needs to have their eyes opened. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. And I, I think that it's reading up and seeing the information that is pertinent to you 
and your circumstances and being knowledgeable about it. When we kind of go in there with rape and you look at the rape figures and how many people are, are raped, get pregnant and have an abortion, it's really small. But when that's the leading argument, that's what I'm like, it's not just a woman who doesn't want to have a baby. And the reason why I said rape is because I said that's the highest, that's the, that's, that's the biggest thing in it. Because these pro-lifers, when you want to say stuff to them, like it's like, well, what about these circumstances? But you could just be a woman who doesn't want to have a child. That's, that's, yeah? that's, that's you what should I'm be thinking. allowed to say what happens to your body. I just don't want to have this child. I don't. And no one can't tell me, oh, well, you shouldn't have had sex. Because you, like I said the other day, you can wear everything and do everything that you are supposed to fucking do. And you can still get pregnant. No one is talking about mental health. No one is talking about the fact that even when you go and have an abortion, it's not like you just take a pill and you're happy and you go out raving. Do you know how much fucking shit someone has to think of to get to that stage? Exactly. That, that, They're making it up. I'm not even arguing with you. I'm like, let's get to the reality of it. Because I think that... Isn't accept, that it's so, it, literally, it's like... I don't think it matters. Honestly, honestly. There's realness think, to it. I think, I don't think it necessarily matters because like, as I think we're, we might be going around in circles, so we'll probably just go to the comments, but it's the, except, even though exceptions to the rule, the exception can still happen and it does happen and it has happened. So if we put all of it in together, whether it's just because, even if you, in the most dramatically rudest way of saying it, you're a loose woman who likes to fuck and you get pregnant just, just for being reckless, in the worst case scenario of stereotyping a woman, even if it's that, the bottom line is whatever it's that extreme or to the biggest extreme where if it's a 0.0 situation, be informed, but it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is these people have said they don't give a fuck about what you're going through. This is what they're saying. And it's a small minority of people who are faking the funk behind religion because the country that is so lawless and against the Bible is now exactly. listening to a fundamentalist group of min a minority group of white supremacists who are hiding behind the guise of religion in order to protect their numbers. That's the facts, get all the facts, but it doesn't change it. And it doesn't mean to say, I don't think it's, I think, yes, look at your situation. Can you realistically, your state decides that today you can't have an abortion. Can I up my family, my settings, my roots, move from there and go to another state that does allow it? Is it worth it? Is it that big? But if it's the fact that you've got roots, even we've got, let's go to the extreme again. You've got generational roots in there. You've got businesses, you've got family ties, everything in this particular state. You shouldn't have to be like, I need to move somewhere else because you could be that person that's vexed about this, but you're never ever going to have an abortion. So it doesn't even matter. But why should you now have to think about rooting your whole life because your state taking a piss? How do you fight your state? And I understand going, it's not about expecting these white supremacists to do better, but it is about how do we challenge them? Because the whole thing is, why should we just let them get away with it? Because the alternative is just let them get away with it. And they're never going to let you get away with it just like that. So how do you rebel? What is, the, I think it's that, it's looking at how do you rebel against something that's been put in place? Because it's not realistic. And a lot of the, as we discussed, these Planned Parenthood buildings and, you know, there is the legacy that abortion clinics are in high numbers in ghettos and areas where there's more non-white people in them. And so there's definitely a conversation about how they're very happy for us to kill our babies, being people of colour. But that does, that's, 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 that's another argument for another day, not even for another day, that's another argument. 
This affects everybody. Right. It affects everybody in every in every single way. But I think it's, it is about being informed. You're absolutely right. But I also think it's about what can you do in your moment here where if it's not realistic, you've got people who haven't got money to even to even to even get food or whatever. The other thing is as well, people have to understand that like banning abortion isn't going to stop someone from trying to do what they want to do if yeah. they're in a situation. They're going to go and do it. And no, it's going to actually yeah. cause a lot more deaths because there were going to be a lot of backstreet abortions. This is what, what this is what was happening before. Yeah. It's you yeah. know, it's not it's not theoretical. This is what was actually happening before. It was happening in Ireland. It was happening all over the place where abortions were banned. People, women were dying, you know, in back alleys. That's yeah. what was happening. You hear the horror stories. Yeah. I just think, I think, I think, I can't lie. Like, I'm having difficulty with it because this is despair to me. Like, this is actually, like, it feels like end of fucking days. And absolutely, the handmaiden's tale come into life like these are the first steps this is what happens and you know what i mean that those states that th this is what they're gonna turn into it's just fucking crazy and i i i feel in particular quite helpless i don't think there's anything you can do that's the thing so it's just like you can what do you call it you can riot you can protest you can do all these things but nothing is really going to change because we don't have majority power so whether that's over yourself or as a collective it's not going to change and it's like it's that's fucking bleak <laughs> do you know what i mean so it just becomes really overwhelming but our our history tells us that they're going to do what they're going to do and that is what's really scary. Mm -hmm. All the things you've just said, it is really scary to think what they could do next. So on a scale, you're more scared of this than the mandates for vaccination. No, it's not about a scale. It's not a comparison. No, I, because you know I, mean? I think that affected everybody. Whereas abortion is a small section of even women that are going to have an abortion. So that's why I'm not really. Uh, do you know what it is? necessarily have an abortion. It's the right to have an abortion. It's, it's the right to seek that medical um uh, that need. It's the right to be able to do that. That's more. You're never gonna ever do it in your own fucking whole entire life. No, you have the right not. to be able to. Yeah. Okay. I'm just asking. It's literally, I'm just like, that's really interesting to me. It's, it's, the, it's the ushering in, for me, it's the ushering in of this rule that removes our rights. And yeah, maybe we've been fear-mongered by shows like The Handmaid's Tale, but it's just because watch, even watching that show, it's not even a joke, because I think we, 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 you can do away with watching something on TV, on a film, but it, they tell you so much. They do. And there's a few, they but really tell you so much. And if... <laughs> The reason why Handmaid's Tale is so scary because it's just so close to reality. How it slightly happens, slowly happens. Little things get dropped and tweaked and this and that. We have sleepwalked into a dictatorship and we didn't realise. We we bought into the fact that this is a Western democracy yeah. and that happened just seamlessly. So this starting with taking away our rights for this, it seems so hyperbolic and, it, and I get it. It's like there's so many other things that are happening, but there were so many things that are happening and it's when... We're distracted by this, that, and the other. But this is something that's happened in our face, removed a right from us. And might be, it might not be a high number of women that's going to get one, but it's the fact that I could go to jail because I can't bring forth a human life. 
And then also as well, let's just not forget men also. Do you know what I mean? And how this can be abused, really and truly. How this actually can be abused. How this, how how pregnancy at times can be used to control women. Do you know what I mean? So please, mm. let's not pretend. It's not just women that are going to be affected. It's not just a small amount. Do you know what I mean? It's everyone. It's men too. It's the children that are born as well that are going to be affected. Absolutely. I think that's like, uh, that's an important part to well, it. I, I do sense. understand what you're saying, Auntie Nan, about the COVID thing, because I think me and you kind of touched on it a few yeah. times when we were saying that, you know, like forcing someone to have a vaccination, I, I, I believe I said it then. I believe in the choice, my choice, whether or not I want to be vaccinated. I don't think that anyone should force me to put something inside of my body that I don't want. So we did touch on it then, but in a way, I kind of feel like this is the It is. Enforcement. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think it literally is, but it was on a wider scale because it was around the world. And in the same way, it's split 50-50. People being like, you should do it people being like, you shouldn't do it. And it's that type of polarity that I'm like, that's what gets blown up. And we get these media stories and headlines around it with the extremes. But, but actually, let's just look about our own rights. Should we not collectively in all areas be like, we should be able to do what we want to do with our body. Not abortion, medicines, literally- But then that's, like, but that's, that's, but that's not right. 50-50. The majority of Americans do not agree with this. They did not want this. So it's not a comparison. It's not It's not a polarizing uh, a political point. It isn't. The majority don't want it. They want abortions to be available to people when they need it. That's the, what the majority want. So they've enforced this. It's not, it, it, it's not, it was not on the fence. It was not on the cuffs like that. And also to a certain extent, people still did have a choice whether they took it or not. Hence why the majority of people well, I would say, yeah, they've made their choice, isn't it? Well, no, it was mandated. It was like, it's travel. It's like you're penalised for not doing it. You didn't have the same freedoms. It's exactly, it's, it's, it affected more people. Well, in, I, I, in it's, it's, massively different. it's massively different. But like I said to you, my whole thing is having the choice, right? It's massively different. What I do feel like, though, I feel... It, with my conspiracy fucking hat on, it's like that was a mini test. How far can we get the people to do it's whatever the fuck it is exactly that, that Exactly that. You know, I think, I think we're you all stay on here. Time. You go out at this time. You can't yeah. go out at that time. You can't go here. Like it's almost like it's a mini test of whatever the fuck is coming next. That's what I said. The when they want to, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, I was just going to say the next thing is take away women's rights, and then yeah. what's after that? Yeah, gay rights. Everyone's rights. Right. So, it so I think also it also it almost doesn't matter what comes into the news next because it is. I think people protest everything, but it's what gets yes, what gets the most attention, but it doesn't make a difference to what because at the moment when COVID shit came and look, the world divided. Now this has come on, the world in quotes or the women world is divided. The next thing that's going to come in, gay marriage, if that comes into thing, it's going to be so with that we're going to get the headline news and get the react and <laughs> the reactions and the emotions. Mm-hmm. I don't think people and I think in everyone's little groups you you've got people rebelling against stuff. I make a decision whether to take medicine or not. And we thankfully thank and in small quotes thankfully in the UK we don't have this pharmaceutical load on our head the way they do in America where we didn't even talk about the, the case about the kid um, about the, the kids that have been you know, taking melatonin or whatever to help them sleep 
Mm. And the, whole, the way it's so like, my child can't see because I'm gonna give them drugs. We don't have that mentality in the UK. But those type of things, when they get ushered in and blown up in the media, then people people do rebel, people do chat about it and do make the decision what side of the fence they're on on this argument. So I don't, I don't think it's a matter of let's, I know you're not saying ignore it, but let's no, not get, I'm, I'm, I'm like, let's I know you're not saying ignore it. In the, in the reality terms and not the extremes, because I think it's really important to actually talk, focus more on the everyday woman that literally is making a decision to have an abortion and that right is being taken or she has to travel. Then we talk about the extremes because that's what keeps on getting thrown is the extremes of if you're raped or if, you, if you're poor, when actually the majority of women that get an abortion are normal women in their twenties, single and are generally left to make a decision by themselves. I about That was the point that I was making to the rape I thing. It's such a minority viewpoint the normal woman isn't facing that the normal woman is in her 20s 22. yeah but the point is i don't think that's getting lost because you like everyone knows that the dramatic is going to make the headlines but i don't think everyone's people are reading i don't think it's like that you need the hyperbole to get this thing over. if people are going for the dramatic line then let's go for the dramatic line because you're not going to if the normal person doesn't move people uh, that's what it is that's news that's media the normal person I, I, I think we're aware and people's aware yeah and also think like that normal person could be me, could be my sister, could be my cousin, my yeah. aunt, whatever. That's yeah. what they think. Do you know what I mean? And that's why they're so passionate about it because it could be any one of us yeah. really and truly. And everyone should have the right to do what they want with their own body. Absolutely. I, I, I think we're all in agreement there. Let's get the comments, please. Okay, so. Da, 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 da. Risky opinion says Roe versus Wade is not co codified, codified, codified in the way in the Constitution, nor was it ratified amend amend amendment. Yeah. Well, not, sorry, nor was it a ratified amendment. What does ratified mean? Built into the Constitution. Okay. Roe versus Wade is a ruling or an Supreme Court opinion based on other codifiers or ratified amendments in the Constitution. Okay, I'm not going to read that because that's a troll. And Risky Opinions also said Roe v. Wade was, was on shaky grounds because it was not a law enforced in the Constitution. It was bound to be overturned. Yeah. And it also says the Supreme Court here in America don't make rulings based on their beliefs or politics. They interpretate the Constitution on co codex ethics of law and rights. Miss K says the conservatives don't even want to feed children from low income families during holidays. So they shouldn't even pretend to care about the rights of children in the case of abortions. Risky opinion says states that out right ban abortions I don't risk people from traveling restrict people from traveling to other states to have an abortion as a matter of fact they have programs assisting people to other states to have an abortion there are no states that prosecute anyone for helping people cross state lines you're just repeating a media narrative yeah 
<laughs> we're not journalists i'll just put that out there kind of thing but there are a lot of things being said at the moment all i'm hearing from you guys are assumptions and theories about what's going to happen post roe versus wade and a lot of emotions yeah absolutely because it's an emotional thing yeah um, we're to have emotions. opinions and you know have assumptions about how we think our future is going to pan out and the future As women i think we're allowed to speak about that shit absolutely like what's done to what what we're allowed to do to ourselves so you're right. Everyone is fucking emotional about that shit. Thanks. But it's like you're tuned into a podcast. <laughs> what else do you want to hear other than opinions you, and emotions? What do you say you're going to hear? The whole world is built on opinions and emotions. Even the guys that have signed themselves the government are built on opinions and emotions. It's the people like, that made the decision have given an opinion based on, on opinions and emotions. Yeah, we, so we, didn't, we didn't touch on Joe Biden and his ineptitude to stop this from taking place. Yeah, when that... people were telling him that he had to do something about the Supreme Justices because they were heavily Republican and he still didn't do anything. I think he is absolutely complicit in all of this. The fact that this didn't happen under Trump and it happens under a Democratic Party is thoroughly disgusting in itself. It's like, how can he really come back from this? You've allowed this to take place under your watch. I'm... I mean, it just, goes, it just goes to show, similarly to what those who think the Queen has any say, it just shows that we're not governed by who we're governed by. The Democratic Party, the Labour Party, the Conservatives, the Re- excuse me, the Republicans, we all know they're manipulated and puppeted by those we know, we kind of, we know their names, but there's, 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 there's the, the, what is it, the 1%, 3% that control how this world goes. Joe Biden hasn't got no, hasn't got no power. He, he has the power, but also it's like, does he want it? Because he's a rich white man too. He could be left-leaning all he likes. I, I feel like he agrees he scared, with this. Is he scared of losing numbers, of white numbers? You know what I mean? You just don't know. And I don't trust a Democrat as far as I can throw a, a Republican. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Let's, do you want to move on? Yeah, I think we should. Let's find yeah. something light-hearted, light-hearted, light-hearted. Nana's turn, Nana's turn. Are we not going to talk about verses? If you want to. I'll, 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 I'll talk. Yeah, let's let's do verses. Has everybody seen the verses clips? <laughs> I stayed up. I couldn't sleep that night. So I stayed up and I watched it on Instagram for a little bit. The the DJ part, phenomenal. DJ A1. Yeah, DJ A1. Black guy. He was he was putting down some proper dunes, and I don't even like rap or R and B, but he was going in, and it was very enjoyable. He did well. Then Ray J and Sammy came out, and literally it was downhill from there. Like they set the tone of shit. Sammy tried, but it was still really really bad. And I fell asleep. I think after Mario, maybe maybe his second song. Like and then I and then I fell asleep. But from start to finish, this was an absolute shit show for male singers and R and B. Like to me, nobody was great. Only Mario. Oh. Mario was better than the bad singers, but no one was. No one was like, oh my god, you blew me away. None Interesting, because everything I I haven't watched it all. I just saw maybe two clips and it made me cringe so much inside and everything that I read I was like I can't watch it and I'm not a massive Mario fan either because even when this was coming up I was like and the man got like two tunes I was surprised that he had 
I was surprised that he had a bag of tunes. I thought like he had two tunes. I'm not because again, I'm not a massive Mario fan, so it's not like it's in my bag. I think he has two tunes. To me, he has. <laughs> he sang more, but he had two tunes. So like all the things that I read, it was like Mario seventeen, a Mario one, <laughs> like Marion one, Ray J, half of one. <laughs> so I mean. I, There was no way I was going to stay up to watch that one. I'm just not interested in either of them. I definitely wasn't staying up tired, and I'm sick and tired of it being (laughs) the time difference. I've been a fan of Mario. It's not huge, but I really liked his song when he came out. He's definitely got more than two tunes. He's got a couple of yeah, yeah, he's got a couple. He's, you know what? Mario's one of those people where you're like, oh, I didn't know he sang that. Oh, I didn't know he sang that. So you'll get more than, well, I don't know when you watched it if you recognize some of the songs. But no, I, I didn't recognize them. Oh, okay. But you don't even like RB. So I know, I know. I'm the worst. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Mario's, so, Mario's one of those kind of internal American artists where you know they do well. So if you're from America, you probably would know a lot more of him than globally, unless okay. you're invested in being a fan of his. I mean, I definitely was a fan when he came out. So I liked one or two, more than one or two. You know what? This was going to be, this was part of my mad. Because we're watching it, I was like, how we've got like four or five R&B young prince gods, kings, like of R&B, <laughs> not one of you can perform. Like Mario, he did do well. It wasn't mind blowing, but at least he didn't croak like the others. Ray J, <laughs> like, I've never been a fan of Ray J anyway. I think he sounds like he, he sings like he's crying all the time. I hated One Wish with a passion. One oh, Wish. I liked One Wish. Oh my God. No. One Wish. That's what he sounds like. He sounds like that. Like, One Wish. Like, is so bad, yet, it made me forget his one other good tune. And I heard it on the radio. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, wait a minute? I didn't mind waiting. Is um, Lil Kim? Yeah, that's a tune. Yes. Wow. Wait a minute. I said one wish was so bad it made me forget the good tune. Yeah, one wish is all I see when I see Ray J is one wish (laughs) and crying in the rain. But what? Trying to be Usher, let it burn. No, no. I couldn't believe that Mario flopped so much, and you can't just you can't get away with dance moves and think that's it. But what I was more pissed at, well, first of all, another thing I was like, raw, we're old, man, because. The fact that Ray J's got a daddy belly, and I'm not shaming anybody, but it's like Ray J's like the little bro, and he's got a daddy. We are freaking old men. But what piss? I actually got a little bit like, nah, man, why are our greats letting us down like this? And I lost faith in our, because like, great. Yeah, but I don't know if they I can say, be. No, when I say great, obviously they're not the super legend, but they did do, they had mm-hmm. a moment in R&B history mm-hmm. and they were, the, that's why I said princes, like they had their time, as in, not my prince, but I'm <laughs> they had their time as a prince. Look at her face. Marion, B2K, Ray J, Marion. popular, yeah. But that's what I'm saying, but they had a moment in the okay. R&B canon where they had, they, they were, they were, names so i could say they're definitely like the little prince but i didn't think they'd be they'd fall off so much that cookie cutter throwaway culture of us i'm i'm, I'm annoyed because i like how i respect our voices we have soul we can sing and you guys are trash and destroyed the legacy of our little <laughs> r&b moment even if i hated one wish you still was an important part of the fabric and look how rubbish you are i was very angry with them very <laughs> angry i, I want to hear auntie Sade's point go on lay it out you're dying, <laughs> dying to say something. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've seen clips. I was not impressed, but then I didn't have high expectations anyway. So, yeah. I can't believe you did. I, what? So you really didn't think Omarion could sing and dance? No, live. He'd done a whole millennium tour. 
there's many there's many like artists that can't perform well live you know what i mean i wouldn't go to that and on that tour i've read the reviews and it was bow wow that was the one that actually held that tour down he rapped and was you know what was funny was it is it Sammy? I Sammy. don't know. That was beefing Amari and on stage. Yeah. That now that's worse. But that's what it's like. Are we not ashamed? It, it was a shambles. Like, why are we doing this? Because they're still beefing all these years later. <laughs> and then, who was it? Little Fizz or one of them? Was a little fizzle what had to come out and say something about Amarian afterwards? Like BTK yeah. are always in fighting. Yeah, they no, are. They were in. They were in the chat coating him off each time he came on. Were they? Yeah, oh, they were. They, they were coating him off. Like it was. I wish I could have stayed awake, but it was getting to like five a.m. when it was getting juicy, and I was like, "You guys are a mess." But Swiss went really quiet. So at the beginning of the night, him and Timberland are in the chat. You know, they usually are. Like, you know, let's go, guys. And yeah. When it started falling apart, you didn't see them. They, I weren't seeing them on my feed. It's like they stopped talking. And I was like, this is this is really embarrassing. For all of you men, you all look disgraceful. Like, literally, if I was, if I was Tank, I wouldn't have come out. I would have just been like, this isn't it. Even Tank. Bless him. He tried. Yeah, he did try. But he didn't save it either. <laughs> That's the thing. How can he come out of your chest and then fail? It's embarrassing. He, he looks good, though. I'm not maybe, surprised maybe that Tank didn't do anything. And again, Tank no, it's not. You that... can't blame the mic. <laughs> it's can... never just the mic. You've got to have you it with the What are you doing? There's no disrespect to the craft. You're not tra- Back in Motown, they'll train, train, train. <laughs> You're not trained. Megan, that's why I was like, you know what? I reprieve. And I didn't, and I actually, I saw some performances at BET were really good as well. At least I don't know about the vocals because they could have had the backing track. Wait, wait. When when Joe C or Joe De No C because that Devante wasn't there <laughs> when they came oh, out. Devante. When, when they came out, the comments were like, I, "I'm having an Amaria moment." Was <laughs> it performed at BET? Yeah, for Diddy's part. Yeah, for Diddy's no part. Oh, yeah, he had a whole bunch of you No, know, it was mad. Sidetrack. Yeah. He had Jodeci came out and they sang, Come and talk to me. And then favorite. that then went into Mary's I'm going down. And I was like, <laughs> I Wasn't it a bit weird? I thought, like, oh, I, thought I was like, really? Like it just That's what they I know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. I they know. Do. But I was like, it's like Diddy is on a viral, like I'm doing all of it yeah. for social media. But I want it like really Are you gonna he's all in. He's all I in. I want Diddy to do a tour over here, man. Come and do the tour. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I, I, went to, yeah, I went to um a bad boy concert in I was pregnant New like York. Oh, actually, it was really good. The oh. one that they did on the 20th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god. Like I would oh, definitely, well definitely go yeah. again. 
Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I would have loved to have gone to. That. I love Jerry to see so Look much. I love much. Just no one could chat to them. No at least with Jodeci, the performance isn't good though. That BET performance isn't good. But watch the segment because okay. yeah, no, no, wait, I have to. I have to. But uh, the thing with Jodeci, at least there's a cause for the ruin. These guys, what's their excuse? Unless they've got secret got drugs. Yeah, Jodeci's was drugs. Allegedly. Drink and drugs. Can we say that? I don't no, know. it's not there, though. I don't know. I'm just trying to protect us. No, they've spoken about it. They're just repeating what <laughs> they said. They're being sued by Jodeci. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dalvin. <laughs> yeah. How would you like me to pay? Whatever you want. That's my tune! That's my tune! I'm telling the aunties here and everyone out there as well. When I get married, that is the tune that my husband <laughs> needs to sing to me. What's the video oh, of that one? I love it. The video. When he was singing that at the reception. And no one oh, yeah, um, Love you for life. Will he sing it at the reception to find out where this singing is going to take place? Will it happen at your reception or will he sing in the church? At the reception. At the reception. Yeah, like it's too much when I get down the aisle and you're singing that. Let's not do that. But at the reception, when, you know, then I I, I need my husband to understand that that is the song you need to sing. And if you can't sing it, you can mime it. Whatever you need I was to just do. about to say, if he can't sing like a Marian, no, you can mime it. You can have it on in the background, and you don't even need to sing it. You can just you, we, you, that could be our moment. But you just need to. You say like a Marian. I wasn't sure. Maybe she doesn't mind if he can't sing, but he sings. No, he can't, no, no, he can't no I don't want him to that. sing, but he can't sing. If he can't sing, you can mime, mime. it. Okay. No, he's not going to mime. Well, why don't you do your first dance to it? That's nice. No, but uh, but that's me giving him pressure that that's. Also, the song that he wants for my first dance. That's why, like, if he loves the song like I love the song, then boy, that's going to be the first dance, isn't it? But if he doesn't love the song like I love the song, then he has to at least make that song come on during the course of our reception. So, that's my tune. And I just look at him and I'm like, I knew I'd married you. You want him to mime it, like. No, like, we're just dancing and it's just like, no, I don't want to be doing that. Definitely not that. I just want it to, to, that's just the song. I put it out there. It's a husband, wherever you are. That's your first dance. I freaking love them so much. Like that oh, was my first I cried. proper crush. Like we saw them. Yeah. Absolutely. I cried when we I saw them. them. I cried. Oh like, wow. And before I went to that concert in Wembley. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know why people cry when they go to see concerts. I don't know why. Like, what's wrong with them? Why are they crying? They're so emotional. And like, literally, I was like, I love them so much. Yeah, they're the best. They're the best. They're the wickedest. <laughs> and then when I saw them years later in Hammersmith, I cried because they were so bad. So bad. Did we go to get far? We did. Is that oh. when they dropped? One of them dropped. It wasn't that one. But no, not that one. Was, yeah. They were so bad. And yeah, I, I don't want to see them on stage now. Yeah. I think they've kind of got... I saw a performance where they were bad, they were bad recently. What can we do? They weren't I would, bad. I would go and see them. They weren't great. Yeah, they, they weren't, weren't bad. They weren't great, but they weren't. Absolutely. You know what it is? It's like, like, they weren't awful. Like, yeah. they're still better than a Marion. Yeah. They, just I mean, they have to be. They have to be. But yeah, if it's not you just want them to be fucking Jodeci. Yeah. And they're not bad anymore. What 
they need to do is possibly not trying to recreate them then. Just, well, who are you now? And let's go there. But that's what makes no. me laugh. No, you don't want them. them now. No. No, no, my point is, what are your limitations? And let's work with that instead of trying to go, and you can't do it. But listen, no, but it's not just that. <laughs> their whole concert, concert and their staging, it's still circa 93. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, I love that. No, it's oh, like, no, I, I don't know what you're going to do next. Because look, have you remember, have you not seen the clip of Ginny Wine doing the body? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of whining, man's just doing that with his chest. <laughs> like a plank of wood. There's no rhythm of water. He used to be watery, now he's stiff. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually really funny. You can't do it, so don't do it. Don't give us memes. Don't do Maybe he thought he could, and then it turned well, out he couldn't. He just up on sight on stage. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just move once, he tried a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Genuine no wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, mate, that's so funny. <laughs> I need to watch it again. I need to see it. <laughs> it's nonsense. I bet it's All right, nonsense. let's get the comments. <laughs> Okay, cool, 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 cool. So Gracious Greatness says, big up all the aunties, plus the fantastic peeps in the chat. So it says, when is Usher doing a versus and against who? Probably Chris Brown. Brown. Chris um, was talking about it the other day. He was, he was. FP Calms. Who's that? We know who that is. Who's that? That is... Nicola. Nicola says they disappeared that they disappointed. Roll out Joe, Donald Jones, Joe. At least they have respect for their craft. Candy says a lot of people were not impressed with Auntie Diana Ross's uh, performance, I guess, in Glastonbury too. Ooh, I don't I haven't oh, seen that. She has never been in front pages here though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For yeah. being Diana Ross, but she can't sing. She never has she been able to. She never has been able to. She's not her voice is light. Her voice is light work. She's like, yeah. she's... Oh, so is mine. That That is exactly how no, it is. <laughs> my voice is light. <laughs> my voice is light. And um, <laughs> we've got any more comments. Keep, someone, keep on going. <laughs> Gracious Greatness says, yo, bring back new edition. Blackstreet, yes, and Boys to Men back. Yes, absolutely. Tevin Campbell and Nicola also says, Auntie Nana, I was on the front row when he dropped off the stage. Max and Cisco tried to hold it all together. That was a concert. Oh my God. That's amazing. (laughs) Candy says, I was more into player. Remember them? Player? Yeah, I remember player. Yes. Yeah. Few, few hits. Not, not well, what really. one? Sing one. Ah, I can't remember. They okay. were just there in the background. One of the background groups. Oh, I do. There's yeah, yeah, no background groups, isn't it? <clears throat> <laughs> All right. This episode has been brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh press. Yes, you do. You get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. 
All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. That's the key. How are you guys getting on, Hannah? Auntie Nana? How are you getting on with your HelloFresh journey? I'm, I'm still waiting for my box to come. So it Whoa. should be this week. Order some stuff. And yeah, it should have been more healthier, but we'll make do with what we have. So yeah, I will, I will take pictures and I'll put it in our stories when it comes. All right, then go to the link in our show notes to get 50% off your first box and then 35% off your next three boxes. That's the link in our show notes for 50% off your first box and then 35% off your next three boxes. HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Now it's time for aunties getting your business. This is where we get in your business by solving your problems the auntie way. We've got a couple of, I don't know, guys, leave your comments. Let us know. Let us help you. Let us help you get through life. But there's a few things we saw on the Instagram. There was this one that said, my two kids' dad lived one mile down the road. Okay, okay. My kid's dad, and she put in brackets two, lives one mile down the road. He pays $4.50 each month, sees them once a week if he can be bothered. When I ask for extra money for clothing, says he can't afford it, but swans off on holiday and has a next child on the way. I've stopped all visits, not communication, until more substantial visitations are put in place. He hasn't bought kids beds. Just the tip of the iceberg. Am I wrong? Discuss. Ooh. He pays four fifty. He's not consistent with weekly visits, I'm getting, but he's on a weekly visit rotation. And, and he has another child on the way, but he doesn't have visitation to his kids. Oh, I don't like this one. Yeah, this one's tricky. It's got levels because yeah. she says that she stopped visitation until, <laughs> but this is the key. She says she stopped visitation until, what is it? What is it? More, She's more consistent. Until he buys more beds or something. No, <laughs> I don't think that's what she said. I read it. Basically, he fixes up. She stopped visitation until he fixes up. Basically, yeah, so it's out. not like she, because when I first heard it, I thought, what, well, you're withholding visitation because he hasn't bought beds. But it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like he's inconsistent. So that's why until he's more consistent and something's put in place, it's to me, I was thinking legally, she stopped visits, but not contact. So he's still in contact. She's just stopping the visits. It's a bit, I don't know, 450 a month. And he doesn't buy clothes. I think both parents have the responsibility to buy clothes. So four fifty a month doesn't is not your get out of jail free card. Kids cost more than fucking four fifty a month. So I feel like if your kids need clothes and they need shoes, sometimes you need to put in. You need to do a bit extra. Buying kids beds again, maybe you can go halves on that. I'm not expecting him to do everything. I'm expecting them to do a fifty fifty scenario financially. Him having another kid on the way, I feel business that as long as you pay for mine. You know what I mean? Like, what else did she say? That's, that's why I'm not sure about this, because she mentioned that, that mm. he had a kid on the way and he went on holiday. On holiday? If you're going on holiday and your, your, your children ain't got trainers or their trainers are flapping, and you're going on holiday, you need to get your priorities straight, don't you? I think the priority is the bed, isn't it? He's gone on holiday, he has a child coming, but he hasn't bought their bed. Yeah, then, then you need to get your priorities straight. Oh, I don't know. Like, there's certain things that I, I, had, I had to not do certain things to fucking no. buy back my kid's bed. Yeah. I had to, there's things I wasn't able to do. So I'd love to go on holiday. I'd love for all my pounds to be mine. That's not life. So, mm-hmm. Auntie Shade, Auntie Nana. Nana, you're conflicted. Auntie Shade, you, I know you're not. 
really simple. No, you're not wrong, babe. You're not wrong. You need to, you need <laughs> do more. <laughs> Inject it. <laughs> you're saying that. <laughs> You've been waiting to say that. Flipping inject it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no honestly, honestly, I I don't I actually don't like to judge these situations. Do you know what I mean? Because we we I think we now force ourselves to kind of try and give the man the benefit of the doubt, but some man they can't hear, so they have to feel. So you have to might you might have to like kickstart it, do you know what I mean? And say, well, you know. So, and they don't like it, do you know what I mean? They'll start complaining and stuff, but then maybe they might do visitation if they care. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, or if they're, because I think she's mentioned these things because they're, they're, they're important. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're going on holiday with your own, you, you spend your money to go on holiday, but your children need beds. Like your children need bed, like basic. This is basic need bed to sleep on. You're mad. You're mad. I'm teeth in your passport. You're not going anywhere. You're not going fucking anywhere. No one's going anywhere. Seriously. Yeah. Let's do more than teeth in your passport. You I'm know what I mean? Like, seriously. Oh, no, just mad. Seriously. I, I, I mean, you know what? You can do much worse. You can do. You can actually do much worse. So, Auntie Nana, yeah. go on. What's the problem? I, 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 my major thing is. You can't see the kids, but you can speak to them. I just, I, I'm really thinking of the children here. And uh, maybe I need more details on the inconsistency on the, the weekly. You're sleeping on the floor, Nana. They need new beds. They're sleeping on the floor, Nana. I'm like, but okay, so even if they were, Whoa. even if they're sleeping on the floor and he's giving, 450 pounds a month to their upkeep and he sees them twice a month when he should be seeing them four times a month i still think that is way more than so many people are getting from their baby fathers yeah but well, it shouldn't be just by it being way no more. no but i'm talking about the, the children if they've been even used to that if he's been consistent with that the basic stuff Keeping your child away from the other parent should be like a real extreme and not a punishment to the I person. Agree. Unless it's unless they're dangerous. Because I'm thinking just as the child, if the child is coming back to you, like I don't even want to see dad, those are different scenarios. But if it's literally, oh, but he should have bought you a bed and he's gone on holiday, no, I can't but support she, that. She, but because she used the word inconsistent in his visits, to me, what I get out of that is your dad's meant to pick you up today. The kids are sitting down waiting and your dad doesn't pick you up today. And your dad says, I'm going on holiday. Or your dad says, I'm doing something else. And then it's left and with the baby as comfort well. those children who are sleeping on the floor <laughs> while their dad is rolling around. On like, oh, daddy's on Instagram. If you make clear to the kids that they are not coming first in his life, then he needs to be punished for that. And punished comes in different forms. And I do think minimizing, if like take away his freedom of access is because you're not showing your kids because kids are so susceptible. And if you've got a new family on the way, and if you've got, you, their the kids need something. And especially one thing parents, sometimes warring parents aren't good at is keeping the conversation away from the kids, mm. letting them not be parties to be what you got beef. So if mm. the kids are aware that actually, man's, you know, I think, I don't want to put on a mum. I don't. But sometimes 
if you can withhold your vexness from the kids' space, let the kids make their own decisions and not be pressured by your issues. It's not easy, but if you can, I prefer that kind of parenting. So if the kids are privy to that because the parents are being too loud about their problems, that's a problem in itself. But the dad, if he's not being responsible, you should know. Don't be inconsistent. Cause that's fuck because the fact that we're saying he's doing this so it's more than others, yes, yeah, sure, but that's damaging to a child knowing that your child your dad or your parent doesn't think that you're worthy of turning up or that new baby on the way has got all the nice things and then I've got nothing and I know that my bed's broken or I'm on the mattress for an excessive amount of time but yet this baby that's coming or that family over there I go there I see dad with them and everything's all cushy that's a problem so that has to be addressed I'd like to know what their communication levels are as parents why is it that it's got to the point where it's only conversation on the phone that you look at? Well, how come you can't sort it out? What's the what's the problem here? Figure it out. I think it's a bit weird having like you can phone them, but you can't see them because it's like it's, it's much of a much as either withdraw it full stop and say, Guy, fix up. Or I don't know about phone, but I don't know what phone. Yeah, persecuted though, that's the thing. If you do that, I think yeah. it's, it's just giving them a little bit of a license in it. Do you know the what I mean? Is, though, I do know women who have had baby fathers who have been inconsistent in, in visitation. You know, one week they'll come, one week they won't. They'll make promises. And they've got to be there to pick up the pieces with the child and to explain the situation with the child. And when they've gone to the baby fathers and they've said, look, you can't do this, they've kicked off and started saying that the mum's this and the mum's that and the mum's selfish and all these things. Then when those women have said, you know what, fuck you then, yeah? You can't see your you. The men have fixed up. Yeah. And I know a few men in those situations who have fixed up and fixed up permanently because they've got to understand that what you're doing is affecting the child and all the mum's doing after having to pick up the pieces every single time that there's disappointment she's protecting the child i think we, we spoke about this on patreon yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's protecting the child isn't it so whilst in an ideal world you're going to do everything to co-parent nicely but sometimes i do i I can't lie. I kind of get where some mothers are like, no, man, fuck that. I can't keep seeing my kid go through this shit. Yeah, it's I, that I, I, I definitely get that. I definitely. Oh, right. That is a question that was even asked. Was it, was it she, am I out of order? Was she yeah. Okay. My friend, yeah, when she was, when, when she had her child, she was, what, 17? And, you know, she was at home and stuff and everything like that. And her boyfriend, like she she wanted, I think she had to leave school when it was doing, she had to do her GCSEs or something again. Anyway, and so she was trying to go to college and stuff. And her boyfriend was just, all he had to do was like, maybe like Wednesdays and Fridays between a certain time, you just need to be there for four hours. That's all he had to do. He lived literally down the road and he just wouldn't do it. Like, and he would just come, he would just not turn up or not to say that he was going to be late. And she was just list, missing lesson after lesson. And it was just like, you don't give a shit. So, you know, I think that like maybe I've got a personal thing about it because <laughs> I step in, do you know what I mean? And be there and, 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 and look after and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So she could go to her lessons, man. Seriously. Like, it's real. It's real. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? This happens all yeah, because to me, like, Going to see your kid when you're supposed to is basic. That is basic. Like, absolutely basic. That's like going to see a friend when you say that you're supposed to. Do you know what I mean? And if you're not going to go, you might let them know that you're not going to go. 
That's your child, isn't it? You should actually want to spend time yes! with them. Yes! Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, we all said, like, I don't get these people who are out there and you've got children and you don't know what your kid's doing. Like, how do you not know what your fucking right. kid's doing? But you, right. you can't ring your child or you can't go see your child, but you're on the road, so. Exactly. You'll see like, your friend. You'll see your friends. All right, next one, next one. By the way, guys, we've got a very, very, very good episode on fathers and... It's like stemmed from our conversation with Uncle Femi last week about Father's Day. If you go to our Patreon and have a listen, it's a really good episode. We go yeah. deep, guys. We go deep. Another one quickly. This is a conversation. I don't know what how you guys feel about it. Here we go. We're just gonna play it. And and I was telling him that one time him and his mum went out and then they came to pick me up. And when I went downstairs, his mum didn't move to the back. And there was a little part of me that was like. <laughs> Excuse me, give me my rightful position next to my man, please. And obviously, I know that sounds wild. I know that sounds wild because I would never tell her to move to the back. But Adrian, I have a question for you because I need it to be on camera. If you're driving, who goes in the front, me or your mum? Oh, come on. Listen. Right. So, just to give you a little bit of context. This Hello, of guys. So, oh, me and Adrian. Meet, meet the Forbes, right? Yeah. yeah. Meet the Forbes. They're a, you know, an Instagram couple popular Instagram couple, and their question of the week is, if your partner is driving, who gets a passenger seat, you or their mum? Their mum. 100%. I, 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 I'm happy to sit in the back. Seriously. 100%. I'm happy to sit in the back. What's the yeah. problem? It's See, a, I, I automatically <laughs> went to me driving. <laughs> and I was like, my mum's not sitting in the back. And also, if it's my man, I'm not going to ask your mum to sit in the back. They need more room. Yeah. 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 Well, I have to be next to you every fucking waking minute of every fucking waking day just like a no. no, Your self-esteem is tied up in in in, in, in the chair. Of the, the passenger sides, then there's an issue, babe. There's big issues at play. I anyone who gets who has their ego wrapped around the front seat. And if, if you're tall, I, I mean, I, as a short person, I'm always relegated to the back. But I actually don't care. But some people actually find pride and ego in sitting in the front. I, I think I've had an argument with one person in particular like, because literally they wanted to sit in the front because of ego. It wasn't because of nothing, ego. I, I hate that feet. I get, I, yeah, I hate, I actually can't stand it. It's actually, I don't know what it is. It's just like, who are you compared to me or compared to anyone that like, this front seat is yours? It's I, I think dynamics. Me. Like if you're on a journey and you're in the front seat first, I think you can keep that seat for the whole journey there and back, right? No. It, no, depends on, it, it depends on their knees. It depends on their capacity. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To be able to sit in the back. But more often than not, I come out and go to the back. I don't, yeah. I don't actually mind. Like, yeah, I, I don't, don't mind either. My mom is like, you go and sit there. <laughs> Nicola just bought, or a three-door car. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like as, as the elder, to me, as the elder... They go and sit there. Mom's, Unless yeah. they say, I want to sit at the back. And I've probably had that with my mom and my mother-in-law from Snap. time to time of just yeah. being like, no, 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 I'll sit in the back. But I automatically come out of the seat to be like, you sit there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I automatically ask my mum to sit in the front, but like nine times that's it. Well, it depends what car we're in. If it's my yeah. car, which is a three-door car, then I'm like, mum, get in the front. If yeah. like we, we're driving, a if I'm driving like a rental or something like that, it's got four doors. My mum actually prefers to sit in the back. Yeah. In but let's have it. Cars because let's there's more choice, space for her. But, yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. They should have the choice. I wouldn't yeah. feel a way about it. I would think more than mother-in-law, 
to me, that's a bit weird to feel away. But let's say there's somebody else in the car, like like my husband's picked up one of my friends or something, and they were sitting in the front. Then oh, that's I would what I'm like, yes. would get up and move. I would look <laughs> like. Yeah, your friend can't. Yeah, your, that's different. But then I was thinking, am I being hypocritical? Because <laughs> that's my position. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, there's no, in the world that your man is picked up your friend somewhere and your friend, and then they come to get you. Why? Yeah. Why? That's violence. That's like a violent. That's if a you're violent. gonna sit like you're gonna, what we're staring at each other like the diddy stare. <laughs> it was, it could, it's a because I'm gonna That's stand right. by that door, isn't it? Like, so <laughs> how are you staying there as my friend? What are you trying to tell me? Yeah, why yeah. is the only time I'll be like, someone's got to move. Well, but, Nana, you're gonna open the door and just be like uh, hovering over there. Yeah, yeah, right, but the friend should even be out by the time. Yeah, like, why? Why am I waiting? I agree. But that's what I'm saying about but that's what I'm saying about the journey. Like if you're with friend, like remove the man because that's that's violence, you know. That's offensive. <laughs> that is actually offensive. But if it's just friends, like if you yeah. Do you know what's dread though? <laughs> like, see, like there's times when my little brother, yeah, he'll drive me somewhere, and like say it'll be my two little brothers. So one the one of them that drives and then the other one. And they've come like from like say my mum's house, yeah. And I will make my brother get in the back. Yeah, I mean, there's sister privilege. I'm like, get in the back. Like, <laughs> privileges. I mean, it's going to be a bit about. And he's like six foot something. I'm like, get in the back. No, if I had a younger sibling, they're going into the back. But yeah, if the I'm back. the youngest, I go to the back. That's just you don't know, you don't know your role. Like. Yeah. But when it comes to friends, you got to even it out. You can't be doing like, oh, well, I'm sitting here because unless you win part of the journey from a certain place, I think you can keep your seat. No, I feel you got to get up. It depends who's driving. It depends my relationship with the person that's driving. Ooh. <laughs> Serious. Oh, so if the driver Ooh. is your friend and that's mm-hmm. his girlfriend, like you know, not like that. Like, friends. Like, yeah, just friends. All friends. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. what? So, so, so basically, your friend happened to pick me up. <laughs> um, you want to do this? <laughs> No, I'm just saying. This is what happened to pick me up. Yeah. I'll go and get out. And you should batch. offer, yeah. I, I would offer. That's courtesy. Uh, to, be, to be honest, to be honest, it's true. I would be like, oh, do you want to sit? To be honest, the nature of the friends, because I'd be like, it'd be weird, because you lot are closer, so my conversations might be stilted. So for that, yeah. All right, yeah. okay. So my scenario then. Mm-hmm. The guy who's the driver is your friend, and you've known this guy, the driver, longer than he has been with this girl. No, what his girlfriend? Yeah, once it's a yeah, girlfriend, no, 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 that would be weird. That's what? weird, and then that's no, gonna take her energy between you, her, yes. and him. Nah, I'm getting it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting getting back. Like, I knew there was something going on between you two. I yeah. knew it. Nice. I'm getting it back real Straight fast. And fast. I'm like, I'm like, before she even gets to the door, I'm holding the door for oh, her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want your mom. Hey, big hug. Hi. Don't mind me, I'm just going to get in the back. Yeah, you know? exactly. You got, <laughs> don't you think, like, as women, sometimes we do so much work just to show people, like, I'm not interested you in your man. Yes! <laughs> you so go much work. Bro, when you're the single chick, you have so to... So much work. No reason all the time. All the time. We could talk and about then, like, you end up saying to the brain, it's not even me that she's fucking worry about. Exactly. <laughs> it's usually exactly. the truth. 
And that's the truth, Ruth. <laughs> The triple truth. She only knew. It's not me that she has to worry about. I've got her fucking back. She's there vexed because I'm in the car. Fucking go for your phone, mate. Okay, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. There is one more, but it's a bit more serious. Actually, it's serious. Forget it. Let's move on to what's made you sad, mad, and glad. Auntie Farah, take it away. Take it away, my friend. I am sad about the Roe versus Wade ruling. I am mad about the Roe versus Wade ruling and i'm glad that chris brown's got a new album out because that shit is fucking fire like i listened to that album and it's like it's got some tunes on there like he takes it back like don't get me wrong it's got the usual one or two chris brown commercial kind of type shit tunes but he's got he's gone back to basics with a lot of it it's got a lot of great r&b jams on there a lot of club bangers it's a really good album and i was just very glad they came out and I listened to it and I, it sent me down a rabbit hole watching a few things with Breezy and it was just like, oh, can't you do a concert now? <laughs> well, he will. He's going to be here for one of the festivals. Was it wireless? Oh, that's wireless, but it's like teeny boppers. I can't go to that. Yeah, I'm going to go VIP. Okay, can you sort that out? I'd only go VIP. I can't get VIP to wireless anymore. Those days have gone for me. AK can get VIP everywhere. Can you sort it out for us, please? I, I wish I was that powerful. Can you use your press pass so we can interview, so I can interview Chris? <laughs> oh, and I looked at his hands and he doesn't have a weed finger. Oh, really? <laughs> he doesn't. I'm uber surprised. <laughs> I'm sad. What's made you sad, mad, and glad? I'm, I'm sad at the state of humanity. <laughs> Humans are fucked up. And that sad is coupled with a happiness because I saw a picture of what looked like what was being described as a portal from the Galactic Federation that was in Thailand and was seen in Mexico <laughs> and people took pictures of it so apparently the aliens are almost here they're doing their rounds and they've been seen like it was a rainbow it was a different type of shape in the sky but yeah. it was rainbow colored and people are saying this is the portal and we're going to see it more so that juxtaposed my Sadness for the state of humanity because I think that we're going to be saved soon. Um, I'm super mad at Joe Biden because I, yeah, he's just such a failure. And I knew he was going to be a failure, but he's even more of a monumental failure than I thought he was going to be. So he just makes me mad each time I see his differing face. And I'm super glad that on Friday I went to a show at the Barbican that We Are Parable and Jessica Huey put on. And it was called A Night of Purpose. And it was an absolutely brilliant show. There was brilliant films that were shown and there was a panel discussion. And AK was on the panel with Marvin and Io as well. And it was just, they were talking about vulnerability and their purpose. And AK just stepped into it and, yeah, spoke about her, her experiences of surrender and being a mother. And it was very emotional watching her talk because she didn't want to she didn't want to open up, but she did. And that made it even more powerful that she opened up. So it was really, really good. But I'm super proud of my bestie, Jessica. Because she's using her book and its themes in so many different ways. She's done so many events around her book. And her book is called Purpose. And you can get it on Amazon. And it's a brilliant... Welcome to the family, Jessica. Shame. Yeah, okay. I'll record that. Take it away. All right. So 
that. My welcome to the family is Jessica Huey. Jessica is being welcomed to the family because she has a brilliant book called Purpose. And that book came out of her grief when she was losing her dad. And she's always been the best writer. Like I went to school with her. She was just a brilliant writer. And that free flowing of emotion birthed this book. Get it on Amazon. It's called Purpose. It's a brilliant book. Her name is Jessica Huey. Like, I love Jessica. She's so special. And she really has a knack for opening you up so that you speak about your purpose and vulnerability and step into your greatness. So my family member is Jessica Huey. Nice, nice, nice. It was a great event. Auntie Sade, what's made you sad, mad and glad? Well, easy, sad and mad is Roe v. Wade. I need to overturn that. My glad is I got to spend time with my nephew. I haven't seen him in ages. And I was just really just happy to see him. And the one. Oh, not the baby one. No, no, no. Big one. Big one. Okay, okay. Um, one of the many tribe. <laughs> so many of them um i swear i've got probably about 25 nieces and nephews it's crazy yeah. um yeah and then i've just been out this weekend as well i went to jules's party where it was like what was it ghana dj's theme the last residency at jazz cafe it was freaking amazing had a great time then i went to see cabsa he's i'm a piano artist on saturday and i literally was up till 10 a.m the next morning i don't know who i think i am to be honest great time like seriously so yeah i had just a great weekend and it was a nice end to my break as well anyway, so, yeah. my side is definitely roe v wade and and the state of humanity likewise just i mean i want to know what's on the other side but fuck mad <laughs> at the nonsense that was ray jane and amarion destroying legacies with their shit vocals Absolutely <laughs> with them. I'm so mad. And I'm, I'm mad that I miss Kendrick at Glastonbury. I have seen Kendrick before. Of course I have. But I wanted, you know, this is Kendrick I've missed, Jay-Z I've missed, and Beyonce I've missed. And I think I've had, you know, potential opportunities to go to all of them and just didn't because I do have an innate fear of mud. And I don't, I, Glastonbury scares me because of the amount of mud and being uncomfortable. But I really want to go to Glastonbury. But I, I feel like every time I say I want to go, I'm going to miss the big headline. It's going to be some like Rolling Stones or something. And I don't care about them. I want to see somebody blackity black and amazing at Glastonbury. So I can get into this. Sorry. Did you say that you could get, you you have access to tickets to Glastonbury? You didn't take No, no, them? no. I did not say that. All right, all right, all right. In that way. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean I had free tickets and let them go. I have never had that opportunity yet. Thank you. Careful. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. I didn't know, I haven't done that. Am I glad? It's just for Thames and Fireboy at the BET Awards. Thames won two awards for the collaboration with Wizkid for Essence and she won Best International Act. And Fireboy performed, because you know, usually the the reggae acts and the African acts tend to be relegated to either off the te- off, off stage, behind the scenes, mentioned in a, in a footnote. But now with the advancement of the music getting more popular into popular culture, we're getting access to the main stage. It's like, it's a little bit annoying when you think about it, but at least it's happening and it's just great. Fireboy was the first African artist, I think, to perform on the main stage at the BET Awards ever. And also really enjoyed performances at Glastonbury, what I watched, I wasn't there. Burner Boy, obviously, you know, I loved his performance at Glastonbury. And I think I'm actually turning into absolute fangirl of Burner Boy. It's a bit scary. And Megan the Stallion was amazing and coffee. And there was a, I didn't know randomly TLC were at Glastonbury as well. Yeah. Oh, I think I've gone this year. 
I'm saying honestly, like I'm a little bit mad, but I'm glad that the performances and there's been some great performances for black music. Those who respect their craft and practice and know what it is about voice control and delivery. Wow. Like, listen, <laughs> they actually saved my vexness because I was so disappointed and angry with these guys messing shit up. Anyway, that's it. Have we got our Spotify playlist? Auntie Nana, do you want to take it away? Introduce it or talk about it. Okay, so Spotify playlist this week, we have a free song selection and the theme is Fuck the World. Okay, Rebellion or Black Empowerment. <laughs> Auntie AK, what's your free song selection? Man featuring Biggie the what? Because just because the chorus is fuck the world, don't ask me for shit. So it's just fuck the world. So it's, I thought it was very poignant. I love that tune. Night of the Living Bassheads by Public Enemy. My favourite, well, Public Enemy's favourite group, obviously one of my favourite groups in the whole wide world. They have an album called, they have a nation, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. And they have another album called Fear of a Black Planet. Fear of a Black Planet is so poignant. You should listen to it just because there's a Fear of a Black Planet. This is why Roe v. Wade, there's in my opinion. Every year, Fear of the Black Planet needs to be played because- Every year, honestly. And it's like, it's not like, it's not even like they're talking about things like that, but it's just public enemy just just on point. Night of the Living Bayside is about the, 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 it was at the drug epidemic, but it's just, it's just so politically correct. Anyway, Public Enemy, Night of Living Baseheads, and obviously Kendrick Lamar is reassuring us that we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Auntie Shadow? Yeah, so mine, obviously, some Beyonce, Freedom. You know, I love that song. I always remember the performance that she done with Kendrick on that kind of thing. It was pretty amazing and stuff. And yes, I would like to be free at some point. And then, then I just thought, like, you know... I was feeling like really disheartened and stuff. And then I just thought, no, actually, I'm actually a fug at heart. So if it ever came to it, I probably would, you know, do you know what I mean? Like defend the nation and stuff. So Fuggish Ruggish Bones used to be my anthem. Oh, June. Yes. I could have been the singer on that. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no. I could have been the singer. Hey. Not Risha thanks for that that was terrible but thanks and then that's like, yeah. You know, and then White Man's World, because that's literally what we live in. And that's by Machiavelli, obviously, also known by as Tupac. So yeah, if you haven't heard that song, listen to that song, because it's just so on point, like the lyrics, everything. Like there's even, oh my God, I was even looking at the lyrics again today. Oh, do I have them to hand? Oh no. No, I don't. So annoying. But yeah, but there was just a line in it about like the, you know, that women, especially black women are under attack. And I was just like, no fucking shit. Like we literally are. <laughs> but still though, because obviously it's a very old song. I think it was made in 1995. Yeah. Which also made me laugh because that's what I was listening to when I was a <laughs> teenager, a young teenager. So right. yeah. Auntie yeah. <laughs> we have three. Have you gone yet? No, no, shall I go? Next, yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I was, I was, I, I, I wasn't 
thinking about rebellion at this point. So I went with Black Empowerment. So my first one is Water Nugget Enemy by Fela Kuti, because I just love that tune. And when you listen to the words and, and the rhythm and everything, it just puts you in that kind of like fighting spirit. And then for Empowerment, I went with Black Boys by Bashy, because I absolutely love that song. And we I still play it to the boys, but it's something that I put on all the time when the boys are around, just so that they feel like, you know, they're special, they're black boys and they're going to turn out to be black kings. So I, I just love the lyrics that Bashi came with. And then for myself, I love Ennis tune, Pen Black Girls, because it takes me back to being a teenager and literally walking like, up. So we had a crew that was called The Lick and I was dark and lovely after the Relaxer brand. But seeing that brand, and being like dark and lovely, I literally embodied it. It was like a, it was like a, a it, oh, it just turned into something like really empowering for me when you're not feeling that you're the top of the pack or anything, but literally to just be like, no, I'm like, my name's dark and lovely. Like, it was just something that I live by. So I love playing black girls and I hope that all the little black girls out there feel their beauty and know that they are special, whatever shade they are. No. Cool. I haven't got as many explanations for you as you know. I was going to say J Huss's Triumph, because okay. I love that tune, and J Huss is my favourite UK rapper. I like and it. then I was going to say next, Kanye West, Jesus Walks, because if you listen to the lyrics of that thing, it's really, really quite inspiring, and it's a bit like, you know, the chat's a lot of sense in that song. I like that song. It's very, you know, kind of gets you moving as well and thinking about Wagwa. And then also Jay-Z and Kanye West from Watch the Phone, New Day. That is a bad boy tune. Ooh, yes. Yes. Bad tune. Like no. that. Well, that's a selection. We got our, our, our patron. Where can we listen to it? Where can they find it, Auntie? You could, I'm going to put the link in as well, but you can just go onto Spotify, type in your Auntie's Could Never playlist and we will come up or go to our Facebook page. Again, there's a link on there as well to our playlist. I was listening to it today. So far, we're on like two hours and all of the tunes are wicked. And it's not things, because it's each of us putting it in there, it's like you get a sense of each auntie's flavour as well. I love it. I was listening and they're not things that I would listen to mm. usually, but I like it. Like it's like I'm, I'm in a vibe, like just going from hip hop to then hearing soca to then like the chilled vibes. It, it's a brilliant playlist. I love it. So, yes, you can find it in those places. All right. It's you again, girl. What's your unpopular opinion? Or don't piss me off for watching your hit list. Okay. So the only thing that came into my head that I'm super pissed off with constantly at this moment in time is my own annoyance at myself for stepping into the red pill world on YouTube and constantly getting bombarded with their videos. <laughs> and each time... I click on one of them. I am more disheartened by black men cussing black women. And it's, it's, it pisses me off so royally that you can have so many black men out there on the internet talking about black women like they're trash. I find it so disgusting. And just the, the lack of respect that I have, I want more black men to call it out because it's, it's dangerous. It's really like inciting a violence against black women, but there's way too many people on YouTube that are comfortable with talking about black women like they're trash, 
like we're fat, we're gold diggers. And in the red pill community, it's absolutely disgusting. And it's just like, yeah, it, it pisses me off. That has been the thing that I've been raging against is the manosphere that is there and it's growing and is inhabited by so many black men. I want you guys to do better. That's a word and a half. Thank and um, we got last comments, please, before we move go. Before we go. Wait. Okay, so glad for the weather, glad Wimbledon has started and glad my son has settled into his new school. Happy oh, Mother's Day. Well, oh, well, well, Medawasi. Yeah, say it again. Medawasi. Medawasi. That was quite good, yeah. Okay, thanks. What, what am I saying? She's saying thank you. She's saying thank you, Auntie. Ah, okay. Remember, gracious greatness was a man. Oh yes. God! Why do we think? Yeah. No, it's not we, not we, not we. You two. <laughs> so, I, I, know. Know. I thought it was about all this. Yeah, from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the gracious. Yes, yeah, gracious. Interesting that. Right. Is a woman as well. But like I, I actually I thought because gracious K is a guy, so. I I don't know why. Okay. Sorry, gracious dude. <laughs> but yeah, and I don't understand the last one. Are you singing? That's the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Okay. Thank you for allowing us to sing. Shall we go again? No. <laughs> Stop encouraging them, gracious. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for watching and listening. This has been your aunties could never. Please don't forget to follow us on all the social media platforms. Watch us back on YouTube. Listen to our episodes on most popular listening platforms. And as I said, and as we always say, don't forget to leave your comments, share, like, subscribe, pick us up. And also don't forget to join our Patreon. We get You get more aunties, more raw, uncut stories. We go in deep. Like I said, we've got a real special episode about fathers and Father's Day and what that means to some of us and um, to all of us. And that's on our page. That's a very special Patreon episode that we recorded last week. So check us out there. And then that's it. Join us next week where we'll be back. And the um, mailing list, please. And please sign up to my mailing list. We have a mailing list, guys. And <laughs> we would like you to join our mailing list so we can send you lovely newsletters and you're going to love them. They're going to be full of full of like joyous information and be really nourishing for you. Well, I don't know what I'm describing it like food. <laughs> like all of the links that you guys keep on asking us for throughout the show will be on the mailing list. Yes. And you'll also have a heads up as to what we're going to be discussing on the shows coming up and where to join us, where to listen and all those great things. All righty. Thank and you, guys. Do run up to the mailing list via our website. Yes, uh, it's, it's on our link tree on, on IG as well. Like there's a link then you can just subscribe to our mailing list. Well, let's just find the link and put it in the chat as well. Not on that. Right. I've got to find it. Gotta find it. I'm trying to think of a, a story. I don't have any. Story for yeah, <laughs> in. Oh. We're gonna talk about um uh, what have we missed? We've missed so many stories. Baby, I might say bathing ape. Sorry, because in. Sorry, the chat. I don't know. Thank you. The Oh, hang on. Okay. Let me get that. Yeah, we're, we're going to be doing uh, the stories that we didn't get to today. So yeah. we're going to talk about Bathing Ape Yacht Club and how it might be a disguise for 
what do you call it when it's overt undercover racism (laughs) over when it's hidden (laughs) So but yeah, no, but it's like it's in your face. So yeah. They've they've been accused of doing some really shitty things and we're gonna discuss. And and could we discuss what was proposed to us by Candice, I think it's Candice Osborne, sent through the story of Jose Mourinho um, sending through word to FIFA that they should maybe put in place that African players shouldn't be able to play for another country and they should play for their African countries. Because he's like, if that was put in place by FIFA, the African nations would consistently win the World Cup and it wouldn't be European dominated. 100%. So we- At first I was thinking, what kind of racist shit is he saying? But then you carried on and I thought he's onto something. Let's go. So we'll discuss that on Patreon. So yeah, sign up. Then you can hear our thoughts. Peace out. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.